Good morning, Journey. My name is Brandon Edwards. I'm one of the pastors on staff. I do worship and creative. And then also I oversee our global outreach and missions here at Journey. And this week is our Elevate Orphan Sponsorship Sunday. And this is one of, this is my favorite weekend of the year besides Easter. This is my favorite. And part of the reason is because loving orphans and widows and what, uh, and God's heart for the poor is kind of part of the reason why I got into this gig. It's part of the reason why I love ministry so much is how God cares for the vulnerable and the needy. And uh, he talks about it throughout scripture. He talks about his heart, God's heart for uh, the orphan, the widow, the sick, the, the alien, those who are in prison, the stranger, and uh, the, the vulnerable, the oppressed. Throughout scripture, you see that Old and New Testament. And before I became a Christ follower, uh, I, I grew up in a home where we didn't really go to church. I went with friends occasionally and and I, my mom would ask the question, she, she had, this was something she wrestled with her whole life. What, why am I here? Like, why did I get to be born in America? When other kids, she'd see, you know, the commercials on TV where other kids are starving to death. And, and she would, that was like in this almost rhetorical question in her mind. Like, why, why, did, why did I, why was I born here, God? Why, why, why me here? Why wasn't I born a child in Africa. And what's amazing about scripture and what I learned as I started following Jesus and reading through my Bible is that God answers that question. And he answers that uh, not only that he loves the oppressed and the poor, but also that there's a responsibility for those who have much, Jesus says in Luke, for those who have much, much is expected. And, And there's a lot of examples where, uh, where he says we're to love our neighbor and, and what that looks like tangibly. He talks about in Matthew, the disciple, he's talking to the disciples and they're asking who's my neighbor uh, multiple different times. And this is one of his examples about how to get into the kingdom of heaven, how, how to be like one of the followers that makes it. And he says in Matthew 25, he's talking to them. He's giving them this story. And he says, I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. This is the sheep and the goats story. I was a stranger, you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. And they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, and didn't help you. And he replies, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. And so we get this incredible insight that's even more than, than I've blessed you so you could be a blessing. It's even more than loving your neighbor. God is saying, Jesus is saying that when you love your neighbor, you're loving me. When you see that sick person, that person in prison, when you're visiting 
that oppressed and helping that oppressed person. You're loving me. You're caring for me. You are raising me up. And it's, the, it's, it's tied to this uh, amazing truth that we all have the image of God in us, each person. And that when we're loving people, there's the image of God in them that we are loving and caring for, no matter how they're treating us. That's how we can love our enemies. That's how we can uh, love a stranger, even if we don't know them, even if we don't see them. So it's, it's this amazing truth that Jesus talks about himself that when I'm loving someone, when I'm caring for someone, when I uh, sponsor a child, I'm loving not just that child. I'm loving Jesus. I'm caring for Jesus. And so you can just imagine as a worship leader, I just get really excited about that. And uh, any time that I get to love God is a good time. And, and so that means there's 7 billion people that I get to love God when I'm caring for. And what we want to share with you today, I, I over, like I said, I oversee our uh, global missions and, and outreach. And what I want to share with you today is our partner organization, which is Elevate Orphan. And, they, and their umbrella for both Bring Love In, who you've heard a lot about, and Oma Hope, who you've heard some about when I shared in August and we shared a little bit earlier this year about both those organizations. Uh, but but just to give you that background, uh, I wanted you to go ahead and watch this. So please watch that with me. I learned in to safari uh, and I uh, have uh, many friends, boys and girls, and I like my uh, mathematics uh, teachers uh, because I love um, mathematics. <laughs> when I grow up, I will be a law- uh, lawyer and also I would learn civil engineering. In my family, I have one brother and uh, three sisters and she's my little sister and sometimes I will play with her with my family and I love them so much because they give me uh, they change my life when I grow up I want to be a doctor and uh, I want to learn uh, artists Uh, God uh, is always in my life is good and never changes his purpose. God loves me and God gives uh, and I love God. And I want to say for my mom or for my aunt, uh, I want to say thank you for everything. Uh, and I have to say thank you. Uh, I love them very much.
awesome. So today we have Jesse Binkert, uh, who with her husband Levi started uh, Bring Love In and Omo Hope. And I'm just going to ask her questions so she can share with us today. But uh, please welcome Jesse. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So first, would you share about how you and your family, your whole family with kids, got involved in Ethiopian orphan care? Yeah. Um, we were living in Sacramento, California, raising three kids, um, ages eight, five, and two. And um, we heard about this orphan project that had been started in the south of Ethiopia um, to rescue children out of um, a cultural practice that was happening in the south. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and so we thought we could go and spend a year there just helping to um, get it kind of up off of its feet and get things in order. And we ended up staying for six years. We obviously love the country. <laughs> and these are the kids uh, that are called Mingi. Yes. Yeah. So tell, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so they come from an area where um, there's a lot of famine and um, sicknesses and life is just really, really difficult where they live. Um, and so through the years, they've kind of created this belief that certain kids are deemed cursed um, because of a few reasons. Either if the mom's um, not married and she gets pregnant or they don't do a cultural ceremony if they are married or if their top teeth come in before their bottom teeth. Um, and so those kids, um, they have to kill them so that they can preserve the rest of the um, so, so tribe. So over hundreds of years, they've developed <clears throat> this belief that the famine or the sickness has come, and this is the reason yeah, it's a cursed of... child that's cursing the village and has to yeah. die. Yeah, so the orphanage was set up as an alternative um, for the families to either give the kids or sometimes the kids are rescued um, and brought off of their land, and so they can stay there. Right, okay. And, and you actually ended up adopting one of the girls that you met there. Yes, our youngest. Yeah. She's 10, her name's Everly, and um, she came to live with us when she was seven weeks old. So we'd been in country for two weeks, if you do the math. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, then over time, we were able to adopt her and finalize everything. Yeah, and now they've saved over 50 children. Yeah who were Mingi. Yes. And there's a number of tribes down there that are practicing the Mingi. Yeah, there's three tribes. Okay. And is it like over 100,000 people? People, yeah, yeah, probably. Over, yeah, it's a yeah, pretty it's large. Yeah, a big group. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that my time in Ethiopia, you have two centers of care. So can you just tell us first maybe more about what happens in Jinka? Sure. Um, so, like I said, that orphanage was created for these um, tribal kids, and it's run by a man named Lale, who is also from the tribes, and he's been there from the beginning, so 10 years ago it was started. Um, and the kids, right, well, we're right now super excited that we're almost done building a new um, housing for them because they are very packed in right now. <laughs> and we've been at capacity at 50 kids, so... Um, it's two big dormitories, boy and girl, and then um, a um, kitchen, dining room area. And we'll be able to um, double our capacity with Because the government won't let you save more right now at this yeah, capacity. Yeah, because we're 
helpful. Even though they, they th this is the only way <laughs> the government has figured out how to save these kids. Yeah. It's technically illegal. It is. <laughs> but, but they do it in, in secret. And, yeah. And they live so remote that it's just really hard to yeah. police it. So Lale and Oma Hope are, are the only way these, that the government's even figured out how to save these kids. Yeah. Because of these beliefs. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so they've just finished the orphanage, mm -hmm. uh, the new building, and how, how big is that? Um, it's acre. five acres, yeah. and so we will have lots of space to grow and also, um, you know, space for the kids to run around and build a basketball court or have a garden. I have lots of dreams. And um, you could build more we'll buildings on that land. Yeah. And the government gave them the land. <clears throat> yeah, the government gave the land, and um, it's a gorgeous, have you... It's, I've been there, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. It's like surrounded there, by mountains. It's a pile of rocks. Kind of like Montana. Yeah. <laughs> it's the mountains. Really yeah. Um, yeah, it's really beautiful. So they'll have nice fresh air and space to roam and be kids. And then uh, what about your other uh, area that you care for? It's, that's in, in Addis. Addis. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so we started that project, um, I think, I guess two years after we had been living in Ethiopia. We'd been to the government orphanages a couple of times and just seen um, the dire situation that they were in. It's overcrowded, underfunded, understaffed, and um, just really no future for those kids and no plan for um, what would happen for them in the future. And so we decided that we could pair those kids with widows in Addis and put them in houses and create um, new families. And, um, and these are Christian widows. Yeah, so Christian widows. That are looking to have kids. <clears throat> yeah, and that's kind of a cool part of the story is um, in Ethiopia, widows are considered, you're considered a widow if you're divorced or if your husband has died. And so a lot of times the men leave after they've had one kid and then the woman is stuck um, really with no way to take care of herself and very low on the cultural you know, platform. Um, no one wants to marry her because she already has a kid. There's just all these things. So this really gives them a whole new purpose in life and they love it. Like they, they love what they do. They love the kids. They love having a reason and a purpose um, and it puts them, you know, in a better place too. So they live in the community, in normal houses. And they're all within walking distance of each other. So they um, and there's can visit each other. And there's 10 houses now? 10 houses and, and the, what's, what, I, what I really liked about it was the government asked you to adopt these kids and start Bring Love In. Yeah. Like this, this, this isn't like some subversive thing. It's in partnership with the government. Yeah, they love, we get like, or I shouldn't say we, our staff gets awards every year for the care because the government does come and check, you know, and they, oh, yeah. they have these checks and balances and they always win some kind of an award. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, and it, now you talked about the staff. It's a fully Ethiopian-run organization in Ethiopia. Yes. Both of them. Yeah, it's all. And all, and the other thing I didn't say at the last service, that it's all the money that is raised for Elevate Orphan goes in-country in care. Yeah. Because any staff or anything that's happening, you flying up here this weekend, everything is, that's all fundraised separately. Yeah. Or out of your pocket. Or, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's really, really cool. Uh, a lot of the times when, 
when I've given the organizations or the children that I support, there's like this administrative fee yeah. that some of that stays in America. And, but in, in this case, it's all going to Ethiopia and, and those Christian leaders there yeah. and, the, and the kids and the moms. And it's great. Yeah. All in country. The other thing I also that's special about uh, Bring Love In and, and Omo Hope is that they're keeping the kids in the country um, and it strengthens the country and these mm-hmm. kids are becoming a Christian uh, and they're becoming leaders in the future for that country, helping transform the country from within, which yeah. is strengthening the country. And then uh, you'll see it in another video that we're going to show, but those kids often want to have their own they want to adopt their own kids mm-hmm. or, or start their own orphanage. Yeah, you know, really they're, cool. it's, it's like a multiplying effect. Mm-hmm. It's not like they just want to go get jobs and then have their own thing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. They value it. Um, what's the biggest lesson you and Levi have learned working with the orphans? Um, so many lessons. <laughs> it's been very um, humbling and eye-opening for us. But I think really the two biggest ones are that um, I think we came into the country thinking we were going to have all the answers and make it all better and you know, fix all these things. And we quickly learned that the locals, they know their culture, they know the language, and that we really were there to be their support system. Um, and really that they want to do this like they care deeply about their country and the kids and they feel like it's their calling so that's been a huge one to just trust them and support them any way we can and then um just a lot of faith that we will be able to meet the needs that we have um promised (laughs) it can be a little bit daunting sometimes um but over the years god has always been faithful we've always been able to meet the needs and had really great people like Journey Church partnering with us and carrying the load with us when haven't felt, you know, alone. So that's yeah, and we, awesome. we've been partnering with you for like eight years. Yeah, a long time. And, uh, and sending teams over to care for the kids and teach English. Uh, and we've gone to Jinka also. Yeah. And uh, that's a unique partnership. They, they, um, they invited us to start doing that. In fact, I think that Chris Townley's wife, Kate, met Levi at a coffee shop in Addis when they were trying to figure out, we had been working with an orphanage, kind of finished up there, and we're trying to figure out what the next thing is, and that was how that all started, and you had just started Bring Love In. Yeah, it's just getting So there's little kids at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Now now the first three have graduated high school and gone on to it, one, to trade school, and then two, to become, are they both engineers? Doing engineering? I can't remember. I feel like one is and one is some science. Science. Science and engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. (laughs) Very smart girls. And now, um, these last six months, you have been preparing for child sponsorships, to launch child sponsorships. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about Elevate Orphan? Yeah. We're really excited to finally be launching child sponsorships um, it's something we've wanted to do, and it's something people have asked us to do, and it's just been um, hard for us, live, especially living in Ethiopia, while we were you know, fundraising and doing all that. We just we didn't feel equipped. So thankfully, in the last six months or so, we've felt like we're in a place that we can do that, and we have Allie on staff, and she um, 
has really taken the brunt of that load and made it a reality so that we can, um, you know, we really wanted to connect people to their sponsor kid as um, it's good for both sides to have that connection. So we're excited to finally be launching it. <laughs> yeah, so before you could give an amount monthly even, but it was just to the organization, but now you get to sponsor children Yeah. specifically. Um, so I've got a picture of Jerusalem, who is one of the girls in Jinka that we started sponsoring. And uh, um, can you tell us about how that works? In terms of how the sponsorship works? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So our project is unique in the sense that we truly have full orphans. Um, If you look at a lot of the sponsorship programs like Compassion and stuff, if you actually read the fine print, they are, they're single parent orphans. So they call them orphans, but they do have a parent, which is not a bad thing, but it's just the cost is a lot less. Um, so where we are caring for everything, um, we, it's $350 a month per child, and we've broken that down into 10 sponsorships of $35 each. So you can take one slot, three slots, you could get a family together, you could get your small group together, you know, however you want to do it. But that's why our cost is more, but it's also one that we are really giving a high level of care, and also we are fully caring for them. <laughs> yeah, they don't have parents or someone to pay for anything. Yeah. Uh, like with Compassion, we ha- we're a Compassion Church, yeah. and, and Compassion is wonderful, they, uh, but, but it's basically a supplement to what the, kid, the child's already getting, so that the child has a family, they live in a home, and they're getting maybe tutoring and uh, some food supplement and medical care. Yeah. And... And that's really necessary. It's like really great, wanna, and it's usually the difference between a child that's not going to school and not going to school. For but, sure. Um, but in this case, this is uh, like your $35 will pay for all their food for a month. Yeah. Or their medical care, or that $35 will cover most of their education costs because mm-hmm. it's private school. Uh, and uh, wh- like they have counselors on staff. Mm-hmm, they have counselors. Uh, because most of the kids have trauma. Yeah, so they work through a lot of... And our counselors have gone to lots of training, and we've actually been able to bring trauma trainers from the States to there, and they've done sessions with them. They're always asking, so if anyone's a trauma yeah. um, therapist and wants to go, they're always asking for more training because they just want to be able to help the kids. Yeah. And then we have a nurse on staff, um, tutors. Yeah, and then there's a couple men on staff, Thomas, who you'll see in the video, and Abby, and there's a bus driver. Uh-huh. And, and most of the tutors are men. And most, okay. Yeah. And those are kind of like dads for the kids. Yeah. They really look up to them, especially Thomas. Thomas has been around since the beginning, and he, he picked up every child that has been sponsored from the orphanage. Yeah. And then our driver, uh, his name is Ishi who was not a Christ follower when we first went. Um, he was the, uh, when we first started going, he, he was the driver who picked up every child. And through Bring Love, I don't know if you knew this, but through Bring Love In and all of that, he's accepted the Lord just in the last few years, and just getting to see the kids' lives change. And yeah, it's pretty special what Bring Love In does. Uh, it's unique in, in Addis. Yeah, it really is. And the moms do um, like Bible study together. So when the kids are at school, they have 
a day that they all meet up together and support each other and you know, kind of talk through what's going on in their house and then they do Bible study. So that's really neat too. And you mentioned a little bit about the orphanage, but I, I got to go to one of the orphanages. I know you've been. My experience of them is it, um, the people that work there love the kids and they do the best that they can. But it's, you know how like schools are like maybe a one teacher for 25 kids. It's, it's like triple that <laughs> and with babies. So you, they just can't care for them well, it, and there's a lot of disease in them, a lot of abuse between the kids, uh, and uh, and some of the, you know, like when I was there, kids were just covered with ringworm; mm-hmm. they just couldn't get rid of it, and they don't have the medical care to to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was one of the main orphanages that I saw that the, our kids have come from the that are in Bring Love In. Mm-hmm. Uh, is also the orphanage that their, the new Christian president of Ethiopia adopted a child from about two months ago. Yeah, really cool. Can you imagine the president of the United States, any of them from the last 50 years, adopting a child while being president? But, but he and his wife did. It's really amazing. It's really cool. um, or there's a, like 4 million estimate, 4 million orphans in, in Ethiopia. Most of them are in that area, right? Yeah, there's a lot. Sure. So and then one of the things that I wanted to also go over was, you know, what is the need for sponsorships now? So if, if we get the kids sponsored, what does that allow to happen? Um, that would allow us to be fully funded, <laughs> which has not happened in 10 years. Um, we've had, you know, we do have monthly donors um, and then our kind of, we've just one-time gifts have gotten us to where we need to go but um if we can be fully sponsored then we would be able to kind of dream a little bigger and um there's some things like in Jinka that we would like to provide for the kids there that we just need to um have more in the budget for is for like some we would like some more tutors and um you know some things like that so yeah and and you talked <laughs> about the capacity for Jinka right now is about 50. Mm-hmm. But with the new orphanage, they could sponsor up to 100. Yeah. But the funding's not there. So if, 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 if we get all the kids funded, both Jinka and Bring Love In, that allows for more kids yeah. to get adopted. Yeah, for sure. Or more Mingi kids to get mm-hmm. saved. Yeah. So that, that was, uh, you know, the, the, the Oaklands and I and the people who've been to... Ethiopia have been really wanting to get child sponsorships happening. I think we're kind of like a broken record because, <laughs> um, because we want that connection, that personal connection that we have already to the kids that for our church to share and others to share. Yeah. But also we've really wanted to be able to sponsor more kids mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the 57 uh, kids that bring love in, it, there, there's like hundreds and hundreds more that could get sponsored. Yeah. And there's a lot of widows waiting to have, there's, they added one more home this mm-hmm. year, right? Yeah. And so that's another widow. Yeah, so we can, I think kids. we'll take 12 more in 12 the more. next year. Is yeah. what we have space for right now without, you know, adding another house. Yeah. And so the, as, uh, the urgency of the child sponsorships is 
to grow the program and save more kids mm -hmm. from, from the streets. Because that's where they end up uh, when they're in the government orphanage. They end up on the streets, yeah. which are almost never good. No. Yeah. Um, and and what, uh, what's like the overarching mission for Elevate Orphan? Like what's the end goal for the kids? Our goal for them is that they will be um, really leaders in their communities, that they will um, get a really good education and um, be able to support themselves <clears throat> and just then be able to give back to their country and be you know, a positive influence and a positive, um, I don't know how to explain that, but instead of a negative, which usually is what happens. Like you're saying, most of the kids in the government orphanage will run away as teenagers because it's just, they think that it's better to be out on their own. Um, and then they're just not in good situations. So, um, and also in Jinka, um, Lale's dream is that when these kids really become successful, that that will help in the educating of the tribes, that they will see that these kids are good, that there's, you know, that they're blessed and that there's a lot of good things happening, so. Well, one of our teams was there. They got to have a dinner with a couple of the uh, chiefs of the yeah. tribes and and he brought the Mingi children into that dinner and the children that had been saved out of those tribes. And so it was really amazing, I think, for the those chiefs to to see that the Mingi children aren't cursed, you know, like they're healthy. Mm -hmm. And happy, and he knows that God loves them. That Lolly knows that, and he's yeah. trying to get the chiefs and the people in those tribes to know that. Yeah, so. there's a lot of work going towards the education on that side, and um, he's built a church in the tribes, and you know, slowly. And a church in Jinka. And a church he in Kind of builds churches. Yeah, <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy. Um, and he's tall. Like a, there's a there's a <laughs> multiple tribes that are super tall, and he, I think he's the only basketball player of all of them because <laughs> he came and got some education over in the states. Yeah, and learned basketball. basketball. He's got game. He does. So, <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much uh, for sharing all of that and for thank being you with for us, Jesse. And we have well, one of the cool things about that, like I mentioned earlier, is the kids. It's a multiplying effect. Not not only are we saving the kids. But, but they want to be a part of orphanages and to adopt children and for, be in forever families that can do this. It's, mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing. And that, and through them, and what, uh, the other thing that is really neat is I know that the kids visiting the orphanages, they are not thinking, I'm going to go ch change Ethiopia. They're not thinking I'm going to be a, a, a doctor or an, an engineer or an architect. they you know, they don't even think they're probably going to, they don't even think about graduating high school. And you'll see what these kids want to do with their lives in this testimony. Um, so let's, and, and let's watch this together. Orphan kids in Ethiopia, even in Addis Ababa, they have no hope, they have no identity, they have nothing out there. That's why we believe this is uh, one of the things we have, uh, we have to do as a Christian. So that's why we start this Bring Love In, to give them hope, to give them identity. It's their right to be a child, so we're supporting them. 
So that's why this is uh, a home for them. It's not an orphanage. We build a home for the kids. Some of them uh, were actually uh, admitted to the government orphanage when they were uh, three months old, four months old, five months old. So before they came to bring love in, the life that they only was the institution. Their stories are different, how they ended up in the government orphanages. But uh, what we can say about each child, each child has passed through different traumas. So uh, the children had uh, different uh, difficult stories in the past. Now they are seeing a bright future. Now they feel like uh, they, their life uh, has changed and they can become successful adults in the future. So uh, after the children came to bring love in, we always make sure that the children have all their basic needs met. They get good education, they get psychosocial support, and they get love and care on a daily basis. Um, the children uh, are now part of the community, part of the society. The kids bring love in, uh, now you can see their hope, their confidence, mentally, spiritually, and then even their grades in a school. I believe that one day they can be a leader of Ethiopia. I've witnessed uh, God's unconditional love and care to the kids, uh, which ensures me that God will always be there for them. And when he brought them here, he has a purpose in their lives. He wants them to be introduced to him uh, so that he can be a forever father uh, and helper. So uh, I believe in God's uh, protection and purpose in their lives. My name is Sablen. I'm uh, 16 years old and I'm a grade 11 student. Uh, my hobby is doing uh, uh, drawing and uh, watching some movies. I uh, go to church and uh, I worship there and uh, studying Bible. And we have uh, small groups and we study Bible uh, in this group. I have three sisters and three brothers and I like to do things with them like playing football, riding bike and watching movies and other activities. The benefits that I get from Bring Loving is the first one is uh, love and also I get a family. So I also have a mom and aunt and uh, proper education and health. The things that I learned from God is that we have to love people with unconditional love and we have to share uh, what we have. Uh, in Topia, there are different kids who have no chance uh, to join this uh, opportunity, uh, but I'm the lucky one. When I grow up, I want to have an orphanage and uh, I want to be an architect. 
I would like to thank Bring Lavin because it helps me in every challenge that I face. And I would like to thank God for being part of this family. And thank you. My name is Derek Simon. I'm grade 5 student. And I like to learn English and mathematics. I like to play soccer ball and basketball. I have two brothers and three sisters. And my favorite dish from my aunt is furfur and from my mother is spaghetti and rice. They love me and they have respect for me and I have respect for them and I love them. When I grow up, I want to be pilot because of I want to fly above the land and the sky. There you don't have your own mother and aunts. There are many mothers and many aunts. But in here, you have one mother, you have one aunt. Uh, in here, you are going to be like a family. And here you know God and you can go to church. I know that God loves us and he gives us his self for us. And he loves his childless and he's everywhere. amazing. Our, our own Logan Shelvin just flew over there two weeks ago to film that and edit it so we could have it today. Thank you, Logan, and your family and your wife for watching the kids while you were gone. It's right before Easter, so we thought, oh, you don't have anything else to do. <laughs> the, uh, now, the sponsorships, like she talked about, they're $35. There are 10 sponsorships per child, and that's per month. And uh, it's really helpful to know uh, how, what the money would go to. So a sponsorship, one sponsorship will cover all the child's food for the month, per month. Uh, another, uh, a, a second sponsorship covers their housing for the month. Another sponsorship covers their medical and school tuition. Another one will co- cover their clothing and counseling or extracurricular activities and tutoring, school supplies. So, so if you break it down, that's what you're, one, one of those things will, will sponsor. And it's a full orphan care, which we rarely get the opportunity to, to help with uh, in the church in America. And so I'm really excited that we get to launch child sponsorships today. And you can consider doing that. We would love that. And out in the lobby... Uh, we have tables that are covered with the kids' photos, and each photo has 10 of these cards to cover their 10 sponsorships. So if you sponsor one or more, you grab that number of cards and take that away and, to, and take that home, put it on your fridge. And uh, it's all going to be online. The, and there are people out there that can help with uh, the signing up of the sponsorship. You can do it on your smartphone, or we have a few iPads and other people's phones to do that on. And as a backup, we also have a form. You can do it through credit card or direct deposit, whatever you'd like. So uh, that's an opportunity to do out in the lobby. And, and I'm just going to pray for us and prepare our hearts 
And, and one of the things I wanted to say is, Journey, you have been doing a great job for over seven years supporting Bring Love In. That's what our Advent conspiracy money has gone towards. It's, uh, this year, we, we helped build the fence and some of the structure for that orphanage through our Christmas Advent giving and helped pay for their edu- the kids' education and medical care through our Advent giving for years. We, you have already been sponsoring that. This is just a new opportunity to do child sponsorships, maybe invite it into your home and make it personal through one of the children. And so I invite you to do that after our worship gathering ends. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for your heart that we get to see for the the needy, the sick, uh, the orphan, the widow, the oppressed. And God, we get to see your heart for us and, and how much you love them. But also we get to see you Jesus in them. God, we know that uh, each one of these kids bears your image and that you love them and that you love us. And God, we thank you for these partner organizations that we get to know and have personal relationship with. And we get to send our friends and give them gifts and and messages and uh, know someone today on the other side of the world that we can care for. God, we thank you for these opportunities that we can be filled with joy and your love as we participate in them. And we thank you and pray all of these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this time has allowed you to dig out more of who God has made you to be. If you made some kind of spiritual decision today and are interested in what's next, we'd love to connect with you. For more information, or to get in touch, please visit journeyweb.net. If you're interested in supporting our ministry, you can give online at journeyweb.net slash give. Thanks.